As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we return to the world of Pandora for Avatar The Way of Water. We cannot let you bring your war here. Outcast. That's all they see. I see you. Water connects all things before your birth and after your death. This is our home! I need you with me, and I need you to be strong. Jake Sully lives with his newfound family formed on the extrasolar moon of Pandora. Once a familiar threat returns to finish what was previously started, Jake must work with Natiri and the army of the Navi as they race to protect their home. Written by the team of James Cameron, Amanda Silver, and Rick Jaffa, and directed by James Cameron, Avatar The Way of Water stars Sam Worthington as Jake, Zoe Saldana as Natiri, Sigourney Weaver as Kiri, Stephen Lang as Quaritch, Kate Winslet as Ronal, Cliff Curtis as Tonawari, and features Joel David Moore, CCH Pounder, Edie Falco, Brendan Cowell, Jermaine Clement, Jamie Flatters, Britton Dalton, Trinity Joe Lee Bliss, Jack Champion, and Bailey Bass. It has been more than 13 years since James Cameron first introduced us to the world of the Navi and the world of Pandora. Avatar quickly became the highest grossing movie of all time before being dethroned, and then it was put back into theaters only to gain its throne back just last year. And now we return to Pandora, although a different part that we have yet to see. This new section of the world brings with it a slightly different version of the Navi that are part blue people, part Maori, and a whole whack load of new creatures. And unfortunately for viewers, it also brings a whale of a runtime at 192 minutes. The story itself is very entertaining. Jake Sully is a family man, and Quaritch is now an avatar that's seeking his revenge. There's a ton of intertwining stories, and some that have resolution, while others do not setting up for future sequels. But the main story arc is pretty well done. Acting-wise, well, James Cameron wasn't lying. This may be the best motion capture film that I have ever seen. The only thing missing is Andy Serkis. But ultimately, this is a movie with very few human characters, so it's pretty much an animated film. That said, there's a ton of emotion, and the motion capture and CGI make a lot of the scenes feel very real. There really were only a few scenes where I would call the CGI questionable. For the lion's share of this movie, which was a long time, the CGI is amazing, and as I previously said, I fully expected. Now where this movie loses the most is obviously in its runtime. Having finally sat down to watch it, it's no longer speculation for me. This is my honest opinion. There is a ton of this movie that could have been cut without sacrificing plot. This easily could have been a two-hour movie, without question. The three-hour runtime was unnecessary and resulted in a number of scenes that just felt like filler. Meanwhile, there's a 15-minute montage and show us a passage of time we're gonna need a montage, montage. Ooh, it takes a montage. Montage. 
showing the Scullies acclimating to their new water world. The runtime makes me not want to watch this movie again, much to the chagrin of James Cameron. I will not return to the theater, and I will not go for another three-hour swim. I will not. Overall, Avatar 2 is a good movie. It was fun, it was entertaining for the most part, and most importantly, it was absolutely stunning. I won't be the least bit surprised if this movie not only is nominated for a number of Oscars, but wins a bunch too, especially in the visual effects category. That said, it is a movie I recommend, but it's very low on my rewatch list. I give Avatar The Way of Water a B. We made it to the holidays. Great work, everyone. Now time to relax and make sure you look good while you do. Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a couple teaser trailers that were released just this week. Let's start it off with a big one that we were all expecting and waiting for, Barbie. Since the beginning of time, since the first little girl ever existed, there have been dolls. But the dolls were always and forever baby dolls. Until... With the plot currently unknown, the big selling feature for this film is not only the trailer that mimics 2001 A Space Odyssey, but its massive cast, which includes Margot Robbie, Will Ferrell, Ryan Gosling, Emma McKay, Rhea Perlman, Michael Sarah, Kate McKinnon, Simu Liu, America Ferreira, and so many more. Barbie reaches theaters on July 21st of 2023. The next teaser trailer we've got to take a look at is the upcoming Scream 6, which will no longer feature Nev Campbell. The four survivors of the Ghostface killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter. Scream 6, which is set in New York City, stars Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, Jasmine Savoy Brown, and more, will take a stab in theaters on March 10th of 2023. There is some big news coming out of Hollywood and, of course, out of the world of DC. It has been confirmed by both Henry Cavill and DC head honcho James Gunn that Henry Cavill will not be reprising his role of Superman after all. Following the cancellation of Project like Wonder Woman 3, it was confirmed that James Gunn is looking in a completely different direction and is currently writing a new Superman film. Gunn went on to confirm that him and Cavill did have further conversations and they're hoping to bring him back to work in the future. Gunn then confirmed that Ben Affleck will not be returning as Batman besides his role in The Flash, but did confirm that Affleck will be back in the DC fold as a director. Cavill's removal from the DC universe also confirms that his cameo in the upcoming Flash film has also been cut. Gunn then had to dispel another rumor, which is that the Batman role in James Gunn and Peter Safran's DC Universe will be played by Robert Pattinson. James Gunn quickly responded to a report out of Variety that writer Adam B. Very may need a new source, as that is not the case. 
Meanwhile, at Marvel, it has been confirmed that Donald Glover will step into a Spider-Man role, but not likely one that you're expecting. The project, which is coming from Sony Pictures, is said to revolve around Hypno-Hustler. The Hypno-Hustler was created by Bill Mantlo and Frank Springer, and first appeared in Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man No. 24 in 1978. He's the leader of a band known as the Mercy Killers, and uses hypnosis technology on his audiences to rob them. Glover was apparently drawn to the musical aspect of the character and the fact that he has less Marvel canon baggage, freeing him to greater interpretations. That means that Glover will have the opportunity to do just about anything he wants with the project, which is currently being scripted by Miles Murphy, the son of actor Eddie Murphy. In other casting news, Norman Reedus has signed on to join the world of John Wick in the upcoming spin-off Ballerina. Ballerina stars Anna de Armas as a young woman with killer skills who sets out to get revenge when hitmen kill her family. A number of familiar faces will be joining them, including Ian McShane, Lance Reddick, Angelica Houston, and Keanu Reeves himself. And speaking of Norman Reedus, it has been confirmed that Hodeo Kojima, creator of the Metal Gear Solid games and Death Stranding, is actively working on creating a film based on the popular game. Death Stranding challenges players to reconnect a fractured society after the cataclysmic Death Stranding event. This has opened a doorway between the living and the dead, leading to creatures from the afterlife roaming the fallen world barred by desolate society. Carrying the disconnected remnants of humanity's future in his hands, players embody Sam Bridges, aka Norman Reedus, as he embarks on a mission to deliver hope to humanity by connecting the last survivors of a decimated America. The game featured an all-star cast including Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen, Lea Seydoux, and Guillermo del Toro. Just a couple weeks ago at the Game Awards, Kojima also introduced Death Stranding 2, a sequel to the original game. To tack one more curiosity onto this story, Kojima released a tweet this weekend that featured Jordan Peele with no context. At this time, no official writer or director has been named. Another video game film is going in production, and that is A Five Nights at Freddy's. Emma Tammy, the director of The Wind, Into the Dark Delivered, and Into the Dark Blood Moon, has signed on to direct the film for Blumhouse, and two cast members have officially been announced. Matthew Lillard and Josh Hutcherson have both signed on the dotted line and will star in the upcoming film. The game, which was created by Scott Cawthon, takes place in Freddy Fazbear's Pizza, a darker version of Chuck E. Cheese, where an animatronic animal band performs kitty songs by day and goes on murderous rampages by night. The goal of the game is to survive a night locked inside, knowing that a furry death machine might jump out of the dark at any minute. In other casting news, Deadline is confirming that Chris Jericho will play the lead role in the wrestling-themed horror film titled Dark Match, which recently wrapped production in Edmonton. Alberta. Dark Match is coming to us from writer-director Lowell Dean, whose previous credits include 13 Eerie, Wolf Cop, Another Wolf Cop, and Super Grid. Dark Match follows a small-time wrestling company that accepts a high-paying gig in a backwoods town, only to discover when they arrive that the community is run by a mysterious cult leader with devious plans for their match. Moving to the smaller screen, following the cancellation of Henry Cavill as Superman, there were hopes from the fans that he may return to his role as The Witcher, which have officially been confirmed that he will not be doing so. Amazon Studios jumped in and are now in final talks with Games Workshop for the rights to Warhammer 40,000. Amazon has already confirmed that Henry Cavill would be attached to star in and executive produce a Warhammer 40,000 series for Amazon. Warhammer 40,000 is set in the distant future where a stagnant human civilization is beset by hostile aliens and supernatural creatures. The models in the game are a mixture of humans, aliens, and supernatural monsters wielding futuristic weaponry and supernatural powers. I will note here that this project is still in 
the very early stages and no writers or showrunners are attached to the project. Amazon also confirmed that its God of War TV series will be helmed by Wheel of Time showrunner Rafe Judkins and the Expanse creators Mark Fergus and Hawk Ostby. God of War revolves around Kratos, the demigod son of Zeus and a mortal woman named Callisto. In the more recent games, Kratos, having exacted his revenge on the gods of Olympus, lives as a man in the realm of Norse gods and monsters. In the harsh, unforgiving world, he must fight to survive and teach his son to do the same. The Library of Congress has added 25 new films to their National Film Registry, which annually recognizes films for their cultural, historic, and aesthetic importance to preserve the nation's film heritage. This year's list covers 113 years of cinema, including Mardi Gras Carnival, which came out in 1898, as well as Attica, Carrie, Hairspray, The Little Mermaid, When Harry Met Sally, House Party, and Iron Man. In total, the National Film Registry holds 850 films, and according to the Library of Congress, quote, this year's selections include at least 15 films directed or co-directed by filmmakers of color, women, or LGBTQ plus filmmakers. And finally, it's time to end our episode with a little bit of science. Ever since the film came out, there has been a debate as to whether or not Jack would have fit on the door with Rose at the end of Titanic. Jack! There's a boy. Well, James Cameron has put it to science, and it's time to end the madness. According to Cameron, quote, We have done a scientific study to put this whole thing to rest and drive a stake through its heart once and for all. We have since done a thorough forensic analysis with a hypothermia expert who reproduced the raft from the movie. We took two stunt people who are the same body mass of Kate and Leo, and we put sensors all over them, inside them, and put them in ice water, and we tested to see whether they could have survived through a variety of methods, and the answer was, there was no way they both could have survived. Only one could survive. After the science, Cameron also cited Titanic's themes, saying, quote, it's a movie about love and sacrifice and mortality. The love is measured by the sacrifice. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. I will also take this opportunity to let you know that I'm going to be taking some holidays and I will return in the new year. Thank you for listening. And as always, the one thing that makes life precious, you see, is how brief it is. It is.